Well, good morning to each one of you. It's good to be with you and to worship in this way. And I trust, too, that our time together can be a time of encouragement and strengthening in our Christian life. And you have to just bear with me. The view out there is different than here. I'll have to turn my head a little more, okay? I'm used to pointing that way, but that's okay. Um, just one, one word from my uh, message today. The title is Meditation. And um, I'll give you a little, little opportunity here later as what comes to your mind, what's one word or one thought that comes to your mind when you think of the word meditation? But I'd like to start with a story, and, um, and then we'll look at some, the definition or the methods of meditation, and we'll look at how do we cultivate meditation a little bit, and then we'll look at some benefits of meditation, the spiritual benefits, and I'll also talk a little bit about physical benefits of uh, meditation, and we're not going to be turning to Scripture today. I have a bunch of verses I'm just going to be reading, so you'll have to just follow along with me and, and bear with me as I, I read these verses. But as an illustration, um, this story is called Listen to the Whisper, and the author is unknown. And it's a story. I don't believe it's a real-life happening experience, but we can probably all um, relate to it. So this young man was very successful in his business, and um, he owned a new Jaguar. Now, I don't see any new Jaguars as far as I can see here out in the parking lot. Maybe there is out back here somewhere. But anyway, so he had this new Jaguar, and he was driving a little bit too fast as he went through his development or whatever his neighborhood. And he knew there was a lot of children that were playing, um, potentially. And, um, and so whenever he'd see some children playing around the cars, he would kind of slow down a little bit. But as he was going through this development, all of a sudden, there was a brick that was thrown at his car and smashed his side of his Jaguar in. So he hit the brakes and whipped it around and came back to where the, the children were playing. And he jumped out and he grabbed the child, the first one he saw, and, and threw him against the car and was yelling at him and shouting at him and saying, why were you doing this? What, was, what were you thinking? And, and the child was just crying. This little boy was just crying. He said, he said I'm sorry. He said, I didn't know what else to do. He said, you know, he said, I threw the brick at you because I wanted you to stop. He said, no one would stop and help me. And here he was pushing his, his older brother down the street on a wheelchair, and he somehow got off the curb and onto the road and fell out of his wheelchair, and he could not pick him up. And so no one would stop and help him. He didn't know what else to do, so he got this brick and threw it at the car. Of course, this new Jaguar. Anyway, so I don't know what your response would be, but this man was just taken back, and he had no words. He just couldn't. He, he felt the, the misery this little boy was in. And so he helped the, the, the older brother back into the wheelchair, got him going down the street again. And he just sat there and just watched him and was just taking it all in. And, um, and, then, he, and then he left to go on to his work. But he never did repair that dent in the side of his door because it wanted to remind him to not go through life so fast that someone has to throw a brick at him to get him to stop. And um, as I think about that in our Christian life, as God whispers to us um, and speaks into our heart, maybe I don't have the time to stop and listen and to meditate on God. And maybe he has to throw a brick at me to get me to stop. And sometimes it can be that way. Um, so it's my choice, it's your choice. Do we listen to the whisper or do we wait for the brick that um, someone needs to throw at us to, to make us stop? 
Anyways, when you think about the word meditation, what comes to your mind? Any, any thoughts on that? Quiet time. Okay, very good. Someone else? Okay, a time of thinking. Okay, time of dwelling on something you love. All right. Very good. So definition, we could, there are good definitions. To focus one's thoughts, to ponder, to reflect, to contemplate, to consider with continued attention. It takes effort. It takes discipline. And your society has their methods of, of meditating, and uh, maybe it's through yoga or whatever, but they want to try to empty your mind. You sit there and you try to just completely get rid of everything in your mind and think pleasant thoughts, okay? Maybe it's a Caribbean seashore of nice blue waves and blue sky and palm trees um, just to try to get you relaxed and empty your mind. And... Um, Somehow they think that that's going to bring peace and that's going to bring meaning into your lives. And you know, honestly, it may for a bit. That may be really peaceful to think about that. But it doesn't last. It's empty. It's focused on self. And so we're going to look at meditation today a little bit from a spiritual perspective. But, and a scriptural perspective is just filling your mind with God's word, his attributes, his creation. Um, you read it. You think about it. You ponder it. And you... And you take scripture and say, how does it apply to my life and live it out in practical ways? And I think that is something that's a challenge for all of us. So it's a spiritual discipline and it's helpful, as someone mentioned here, to just have a quiet time. And maybe we can say that thinking is a lost art. We have so many things that think for us, okay? We have calculators, we have computers, and I, and I love those things too. <coughs> they think for us. We have a lot of distractions. We have media. We have texting. We have blogging. We have tweeting. We have radio. We have movies. We have all these things. And we don't really have to think, or we can say maybe it's kind of lost. But do we have the discipline to think and to meditate? And I think that's something that we are, is, is all around us. And, you know, some people don't like to think. They just, it's easier just to let your mind wander. But meditation is not putting our minds into neutral and letting it wander. That's not meditation. Um, that's an undisciplined mind. And I think of an example that, one example and I'm going to give is watching movies. Now, a movie is not just a, quote, movie. Um, a movie is designed to shape um, society and to shape our thinking process. And sometimes I think about us as conservative Christians, why do we watch movies? What's, um, as we think about that, because a movie is designed to shape culture and shape our thinking. And I'm just going to bring up my experience as a, as a young person in watching movies. Um, you know, I spent that time, an hour, two hours watching a movie, and afterwards, I realized that that's just pretty empty. Um, it didn't really do anything for me. It was just kind of like, that was a waste of my time. Um, it puts your mind into neutral, and you just, your mind just wanders. And it's not a safe place to be. That's where Satan wants you, to be able to get into your life and to, um, to affect your, your thinking and your think process. But um, I don't want to just focus on, I don't know where you're at as a church, I don't know where you're at as young people, or I don't know where you're at as, as young families with, with watching movies. But I want to say, um, it's not just movies now. Maybe I can fast forward to today from my time when I was a youth. It's a whole spectrum of media, technology, and lifestyles that can 
um, affect our thinking and affect our what shapes us as, as people. So Frank Reed, he has a list of what movie watching will cause, and I'm not going to just say that it's all just movie watching. Maybe that's not something that um, is affects you or that's something that you have done in the past or whatever, or you're doing today even. But um, he gives a list of things here, and I'm just going to read them. This is what he gives. Um, first of all, it's a lack of spiritual discernment. Number two, it's a lack of discretion. And then he gives a list of things here that it desensitizes us to. Desensitizes us to immodesty, to immorality, to violence, to vile behaviors, to vile language, and to violation of biblical teachings. Um, when we put ourselves in front of a movie or whatever, these are things that it can cause in our lives. But there's many other things too in life that can desensitize us to sin around us. And we talked about sin in David's life today, and, and we don't want to go down that road. But there's many things that can just say, well, is it really that bad? Or maybe it's influences, maybe it's influences at work, or maybe it's influences of society as a whole. We have to be on guard very much today, I think. Um, and the media can affect us. It can be radio shows, whatever. Whatever we're listening to, it can be books, magazines, whatever that can cause desensitization to um, these things. So how do we cultivate meditation? How do you cultivate meditation? How do you de-stress, maybe I can say? What's your methods? Well, I'm just gonna say this. I'm gonna say turn off the noise, whatever it is. Turn off the noise, designate some quiet, uninterrupted time. We need to um, spend some time Maybe it's your personal time with God. Take that time to just meditate and to think. Or maybe it's while you're driving. Or maybe it's while you're working. Maybe you're working by yourself. Or maybe it's when you can't sleep at night. Now, I don't have that problem yet, but maybe I'll get there. When you can't sleep at night, um, maybe take some time to meditate and to think. Or maybe it's when you're in a tree stand. Um, just take some time to think. And, you know, I'm not much of a, a hunter, um, but... My boys are into it, and they got me back into it again. When I was younger, I did a lot. And it has been good for me just to go out and to be quiet and spend time just being quiet and being still. And it has been good for me just to, to get away from work and all those pressures and just do it. And I realize that I need that time of just getting away. And maybe you have some other avenue that it gives you time to just think and to meditate. But it's been good for me. And I think about just watching nature um, when you're standing you're sitting there very still and the animals around you whether it's the squirrels whether it's the foxes whether it's the deer they have no clue that you're there and you can just watch them in their natural habitat and it can draw your mind to god that's a good thing just help you to just focus on god and just think about your your direction in life or your direction of your family time or your family life where you want your family to be just take time to think and to meditate and to ponder. Matthew 14, 23, and this is Jesus. And when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up into a mountain apart to pray. And when evening was come, he was there alone. Jesus spent time alone, reflecting and praying to God, his Father. Genesis 24, 63, and Isaac went out to meditate in the field at eventide. 
And he lifted up his eyes and saw, and behold, the camels were coming. Maybe he went out to his tree stand. I don't know. Whatever it was, he had a spot that he went out to meditate and to think and to ponder his life. I, I'll um, let me explain meditation is like a cow chewing her cud. All right? They're smart animals. Well, back in the day when I milked cows, I didn't, I didn't like cows. I didn't think they were that smart. When you think about them, they're eating out in the cool of the day, in the morning, and then they're sitting underneath a shade tree chewing their cud. That's just great. And they're taking time to bring that food back up again and retaste it. And it probably tastes better the second time around. I don't know. So that's what meditation is. You're taking something maybe from your personal time with God. Maybe it's from the Sunday school lesson. Maybe it's from um, something that someone shared with you in a card. Or maybe it's a message. And you rethink about it. You ponder it. That's what meditation is. Meditation is putting into action what you heard. Just two quotes here. One is by Robertson. That's his last name. It's not the number of books you read, nor the variety of sermons you hear, nor the amount of religious conversations in which you mix, but it's the frequency and the earnestness with which you meditate on these things till the truth of them become your own and part of your being. That ensures your growth. And David Shepherd wrote on Scripture, read it to get the facts, study it to get the meaning, and meditate on it to get the benefit. I'm just going to read some verses here. It talks about the benefits of meditating. And some of these verses have the word meditation in it. Some may not. But just try to follow along as I read through these verses here. As I think about God's word, God's word has a way of transforming our minds, has a way of changing our thinking. And that's what we want to put into our lives. God's word into our lives. And helps us to think clearly, to understand his ways, and it gives us discernment. Joshua 1 8. This book of the law shall not depart, I'm sorry, the book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. Just meditating on God's word. No, we can't read it all the time as we're driving, but we can think about it. And we can think about the direction that we're heading in our lives as Christians. Psalm 1, verses 1 to 3. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. I think that's a great picture of what you and I like to be like. Be like that tree that's just growing and producing fruit. And it comes from meditating on God's word. Psalm 63, 5-6 My soul shall be satisfied as with marrow and fatness, and my mouth shall praise thee with joyful lips. When I remember thee upon my bed and meditate, and meditate on thee in the night watches. There you go. If you can't sleep at night, meditate on God and what he has done for you as a Christian. Psalm 104, 34 my meditation of him shall be sweet. I will be glad in the Lord. Psalm 119, 9-16. Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way? How? By taking heed thereto according to thy word. With my whole heart have I sought thee. Oh, let me not wander from thy commandments. Thy word have I hid in mine heart, that I might not sin against thee. Blessed art thou, O Lord. Teach me thy statutes. With my lips have I declared all the judgments of thy mouth. I have rejoiced in the way of thy testimonies. 
as much as in all thy riches. I will meditate in thy precepts and have respect unto thy ways. I will meditate myself in thy statutes. I will not forget thy word. Psalm 119, verses 97 to 106. Oh, how love I thy law. It is my meditation all the day. Thou through thy commandments hast made me wiser than mine enemies, for they are ever with me. I have more understanding than all my teachers, for thy testimonies are my meditation. I understand more than the ancients, because I keep thy precepts. I have refrained my feet from every evil way, that I might keep thy word. I have now departed from my judgments, for thou hast taught me. How sweet are the words unto my taste, yea, sweeter than the honey to my mouth. Through thy precepts I get understanding, therefore I hate every false way. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet, and a light unto my path. I have sworn, and will perform it, that I will keep thy righteous judgments. God's word is a lamp, it guides us. Psalm 119, 129 to 130. Thy testimonies are wonderful, therefore doth my soul keep them. The entrance of thy words giveth light. It gives understanding unto the simple. 1 Timothy 4, 12-15 Let no man despise thy youth, but be thy example of the believers in word and conversation, in charity and spirit, in faith and purity. Till I come, give attendance to reading, to exhortation, to doctrine. Neglect not the gift that is in thee, which is given thee by prophecy, with the laying on of the hands of the presbytery. Meditate upon these things, give thyself wholly to them, that thy profiting profiting maybe appear to all. And we probably could look at more references too, but those are the ones I wanted to pick out to think of meditating on God's word and his attributes, just meditating on God, whether it's through nature too, meditating on, on what he has created for us. It helps us to draw our minds to him. Now just some health benefits. Um, Mayo Clinic gives out a few points of health benefits to meditating, and I'll just give them to you for whatever it's worth. Um, the first one they give is gaining a new perspective on stressful situations. Number two, building skills to manage your stress. Uh, number three, increasing self-awareness. Number four, focusing on the present. Number five, reducing negative emotions. Number six, increasing imagination and creativity. And number seven, increasing patience and tolerance. And I think there is also good benefits of just taking time to meditate and to think. It also helps us during our times of stress and stressful situations just to get a different focus. As I think about meditation, I think someone else talked about too, is it takes a time of just being still um, and allowing God to speak to us. And so I'm going to look at some references here before we close on just being still before God. Exodus 14, verse 13, And Moses said unto the people, Fear ye not, Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will show you, show to you today. For the Egyptians whom ye have seen today, you shall see them again no more forever. Numbers 9, verse 8, And Moses said unto them, Stand still, and I will hear what the Lord will command concerning you. First Samuel 9, 27, As they were coming down to the end of the city, Samuel said to Saul, Bid the servants pass on before us, and he passed on. But stand thou still a while, that I may show thee the word of God. Job 37, verse 14. This is God speaking to Job. Hearken unto this, O Job. Stand still and consider the wondrous works of God. Psalm 4, 4. Stand in all and sin not. Commune with your own heart upon your bed and be still. Selah. 
Psalm 46, verse 10, very familiar. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the heathen, and I will be exalted in the earth. And just some closing comments here. Um, just a closing verse I'd like to leave with you is Mark 6:31, and this is Jesus speaking to his disciples, and this is Jesus speaking to you as you are his disciple. And he said unto them, Come ye yourselves apart into a desert place and rest a while. For there were many coming and going, and they had no leisure so much as to eat. Take time to refresh yourselves. Take time to meditate and to just come before God, whether it's in the woods somewhere, whether it's I don't know. You, you know your places that you need to go to. Maybe it's your personal time with God. Just take time to think, to meditate on your direction in life, um, where you want to be as a Christian, where you want to be as a family, and um, think on God. And it's good for us. It's good for us spiritually. It's good for us physically, too, as well. And I know that you have communion coming up here next Sunday. And so this week, I encourage you to take some time to meditate on what Christ has done for you, personally, and um, what Christ has done for all of us as he has gave his life and um, the joy and peace that we have in knowing him, and we can spread that people around us. So take some time to meditate and to think about that this week before you come to communion. Just a closing um, little portion of an article from Merle Gernrich that he wrote. And he wrote about, maybe, it's, maybe this is how you like to meditate too, is, is in the early morning when the sun's coming up. Anyways, he was writing an article about just the freshness of a new day. And this is his closing. Take a moment to refresh yourself in the peace and quiet of a new day. Praise God for the beauty of his creation and ask him to speak into your life and let his spirit encourage you. Blot out the noise of earthly ambitions. And, you know, there's a lot of noise. And actually, I'm just going to stop here a little bit. There was a sign coming down through 1115 here at one of the churches, just north of here a little bit, and it said, um, my wife may need to help me with this here, but uh, let me think about it. What is that? I got blind bike now. It talks about, um, do, you have, do you have it with you? It talks about blocking out the noise of the world so that you can um, see God's love or something like that. And I thought about that. That's what we need to do. We need to just block out the noises of the world so we can see God, we can experience God. Anyway, so he says, blot out the noise of earthly ambitions, self-promotion, and temporary gratification. Discover unspeakable joy, peaceful reassurance, and enduring satisfaction in the quiet moments when God takes you into his garden and whispers in your ears, all is well. Let's just pause for our closing prayer.